Hello everybody and welcome to the After Sunday Discussion. Today we are going to be talking about a variety of different topics, starting off with a snack review of Chewy Bars and then moving on to our stories of the week and then we will be discussing why do we as people idolize professional athletes, famous actors, and professional sports, Hollywood, and the like. Let's get into it. Alright, so the first thing we are going to discuss here is our snack review. And for our snack review today, we are going to be reviewing chocolate chip chewy bars by Quaker Oats. And for those of you who have never had a chewy bar before, we are going to give you guys some suggestions about these guys. <laughs> suggestions? We're just going to tell you your, our opinion oh, about man. it. Oh, man. I, I got to be honest. This is this is a rough start, but we are going to pick this up. So we are going to tell you guys about these Chewy Bars, whether or not we liked them. And just to let you guys know, today I had one for my snack with my kids, and I enjoyed it pretty well. But I have one major complaint about Chewy Bars that I'm going to get into a little bit later. But first, I'm going to let Josh Fauzi talk to you guys about his opinion on Chewy Bars. So full disclosure, I did not eat one today. Um, But I do like them. However, I don't know if it's just me. It might be a weird thing. I don't like the chocolate chips one in them. I don't like, I don't like the, like they put the peanut chips, like the peanut butter chips and the chocolate chips in them. I pick those out. I like just the whatever syrup and the oats are. I think that's the best part of it. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. That is an interesting way to eat those. And maybe you don't like the chocolate chips because I think, I don't know, we'll have to, we'll have to contact Quaker Oats about this. They taste like semi-sweet chocolate chips. Not milk chocolate chips. They are semi-sweet. Okay, that might be why you don't like them. Contacting Quaker though, (laughs) you know that. (laughs) So, for those of you who are listening to the After Sunday discussion, we have no connections with any of these people that we do snack (laughs) reviews for. If this is your first time checking us out, we've said that before on podcasts, but we have no connection with the food industry. We just talk about different snacks we eat. So today, I had a chocolate chip chewy bar as a snack today with my children. We all sat down and we had a chewy bar. I like the chocolate chip kind. My kids like the peanut butter kind. I don't really like the peanut butter kind. I don't like the peanut butter chips in there. I think they taste kind of weird. So anyway, I had my chocolate chip chewy bar, and I thought it was pretty tasty. It was pretty good. But it is by no means my favorite granola bar. It is probably... I'll eat it if we have it. We buy it because we get them for a pretty decent price at Costco, and it's a snack that goes a long way because you can have one chewy bar a day in our family, and it last for a long time now my opinion is i feel like the costco packaged ones are smaller than what you normally get i don't know that's my opinion i think they're smaller than at least what i remember yeah i think in general that they might just be smaller like all all across the board uh, because food in the food industry has has found ways to shrink the size. I know we talked about this with uh, Fruit by the Foot yeah. as well, 
how they feel smaller. And that could be just because we're full-grown men now and no longer children. But I do really think they've shrunk the size of just food in general. Um, But I'm going to get into my complaint about Chewy Bars. When you have a four-year-old and a three-year-old and they eat Chewy Bars, they don't necessarily eat them in the cleanest of ways. And when you have a Chewy Bar at snack time in the Haggard house, it is bound to be all over the table. To get on the table and on the floor. And when it gets on the floor, do you know what happens? For the rest of the day, it doesn't matter where you're at in your house. They are on your socks all day for the rest of the I don't know how it happens. I'm like walking in the bathroom and I get Chewy Bar on my foot. I don't understand. But anyway, Quaker, they're pretty good. But man, do they stick to your feet if you got children. <laughs> that's my one complaint about them as well as i do think nature valley granola bars are better really oh yeah okay which ones though the the like hard like tack ones yeah dude the green ones okay the the the, uh, oats and honey yes green oats and honey man those things are great they're not (laughs) they're not actually green oats it's the 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 package is green green, and they're called oats and honey okay um but yeah man those are great those are very Um, good you want to hear a funny granola bar story? Yes. Okay, so one of my most one of the things I love doing is hiking. And our church has done a couple trips to Algonquin, Canada, which is beautiful. But they say pack pack like granola bars and just things that are high in carbs so that you have the energy to do the do the hikes and the canoeing and everything that's involved with that trip because the outfitters only give you your oatmeal for the breakfast, a couple snacks for your lunch, and then a shared meal for dinner. And I just remember I was a freshman in high school, my first trip, and my mom went and did all the shopping. And she bought those Fiber One bars. Bad idea. <laughs> Let me just say the fiber did not help on that trip. <laughs> Oh boy! Because there was no running water. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might have to cut this story out. Nope, it is staying in. This is the after Sunday discussion. Anything that is said on these microphones gets on the internet. I don't think that's true, but whatever. so proceed with caution, Josh. No, that's not true. If we just do something totally ridiculous and erroneous, we'll cut it out. But that's not getting cut. So I do want to say, um, before we get into our discussions, last week we talked about Star Wars for about an hour and a half, and we did talk about some things, and I think we missed some things, and for any of you guys who are Star Wars fans out there who might be freaking out because we forgot to say this, that, or the other thing, I think we'll have some type of follow-up in the future, but we're going to give it some time. Um, So don't think that we are these totally illiterate and silly uninformed star wars fans uh so that's the last thing i'm going to say about star wars because we need a break we talked a long time last week it's it says a lot that we talked for an hour and a half and still miss things (laughs) yeah it's uh it's one of those things where once we get talking about entertainment we'll just go and go and go and go um our other podcasts our ministry focused podcast we are pretty strict about keeping it to a tight 45 minutes otherwise those conversations could go on forever as well Uh, But without any more talk on Star Wars, we're going to get into our main topics for today. The first thing we are going to talk about is our stories of the week. This is something that we're going to try and have decently uh, regularly 
on the After Sunday discussion where we just kind of talk about some stories throughout the week and catch up with you guys on what's going on in the life of Josh and Cody outside of our podcasts and our jobs and more fun things. And so I'm going to tell you guys a story to start off because Josh, uh, I kind of sprung this on him last minute, so I'm going to give him time to think of a story while I talk. And so this week, I had an opportunity to drive my nephew home from my mom's house. We had gone out on Friday night. Haas and I went out on Friday night. We went to a dinner at our pastor's house, which was a good time. We had a lot of fun with uh, the pastor and the church leadership team there. So then we had to go pick up our kids from my mom's house. And at my mom's house, my nephew was there, and he lives right around the corner from me. My brother lives right around the corner. So my mom had asked me if we could drive him home. And so we said, sure. And so we were driving Julian home, and I'm talking to him. And we are going down the road, and I'm just telling him about some things going on in our house and our life. And so with my boys recently, we had just started watching this cartoon I used to watch growing up called Dragon Ball Z. It's uh, one of my favorite childhood cartoons, even though as I'm watching it now, I'm like, wow, this actually is more geared towards a much older child than um, than a younger child, so I don't know how much more I'm going to let my kids watch. But it, it's a good show, it's entertaining, it's fun, and for me, it's just hugely nostalgic. And I'm talking about it, and I asked my nephew if he had ever heard of it before, and he's like, yeah, I've heard of it before, and but I've never watched it. And so I was telling him, yeah, it's really good. And it, it came on in the United States when I was about your age. And for those of you who don't know, I am 27 now. I'll be 28 in just a few weeks. So we'll just say for future purposes, I'm about 28 right now. And so I tell him I, it came on when I was about his age. He's about seven years old. And he was like, oh, really? And then he pauses for a second and then he says, is it in color? <laughs> so that my wife and I, Haas and I, we just start cracking up because I'm the youngest of all my siblings too. And so I'm I'm laughing and I'm saying, <laughs> Julian, man, how old do you think I am? And and he he's like, Oh, I don't know, but I just thought it was so funny that he thought I was so old that a cartoon from when I was a kid might not be in color. And this show came on in the States around 1998, 1999. And so I just thought that that was so funny. It cracked me up. Um, so, so I just had to tell that story here. I've been telling that story to just about everybody I've encountered this past week. And Josh is over just laughing because he knows how I am. I've I've told this story a million times, but Josh, you got any you got any comments on that? I'm sorry. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think the laughter can say can say quite a bit at this point. Well, I just think it's funny because like like dealing with teenagers and dealing with kids, like they think we're a lot older than we actually are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's it's interesting because like like my parents are immigrants so they really didn't grow up with color television <laughs> and and if my mom heard this she she would just frown and just shake her head i think it would be hilarious 
<laughs> That's funny. Josh, you have any stories from the week you'd like to share? Anything fun or funny or interesting or or enlightening for the After Sunday discussion audience here? Oh. Okay, just talk about my week. My week has been crazy. Lots of stuff has happened. Um, like, for example, at work this past week, we do quarterly evaluations. And they're really... You have to go online, put in your feedback, like tell your boss what you did over the past quarter that was above and beyond your job. And then you meet with them one on one and they give you feedback. And then you guys agree on what your review is going to say and whatever. Okay. And I go into for my one on one, giving my boss almost no info because there was nothing really that happened this past quarter that was above and beyond. And um, she looks at me and she goes, well, I put you in for a award, but, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> apparently we have these big wigs coming in to town on this week and she wants me to put a full demonstration on a system that we're rolling out. Gave me no notice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow when I go into work because it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I have no schedule. <laughs> so they're like, I don't know what time they're coming. I don't know what time I'm going to be presenting. All I know is that I am doing this demo, demo and she will give me what I'm demoing when I get to work. So it's been, that's kind of been like the example of the week. It's just been a lot of surprises and a lot of, oh, that's going on. <laughs> Those are fun weeks, right? And they're I'm sure, stressful. I'm sure next week you will come with even more stories because you're going to see all the repercussions oh. of that type of week this week. You want to you want to hear something funny though? So I was I was reminded of a movie called The Room. Have you heard of it, Cody? Sounds so familiar. <laughs> Give me the premise. I can't even summarize it. It's it's a it's a cult classic. I will say that. Oh <laughs> yes, they made a they made a spoof of it. The yeah, disaster, disaster artist. artist. Yeah, I watched it's... that movie. Okay, yeah, the okay, all right. <laughs> so I was reminded of it, and I forgot the name of that movie. All I know is that I cringed the first time I ever watched it, like the entire movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, it's and after watching the disaster artist, I don't know <laughs> if I ever have to see it. Anyway, so. There's a scene in the movie, well, there's a character in the movie that always gets, like, his mood always picks up every time he sees a guy named Mark. <laughs> My sister's boyfriend's name is Mark. And the way the character says hi to Mark in one scene is just super outlandish. And I saw him at church this morning, because we're, we're doing this on a Sunday, and just... I, like instinctually, I just said, "I just said, oh hi there, Mark." The same way as the character. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and it just started this like this thing at our at at, at our church, which is funny because my sister hasn't been like she's been helping out at a different church recently, so she hasn't been able to come. <laughs> and Mark Mark was over, and I said it that way. And my sister gave me the dirtiest look <laughs> ever. And and Mark's just like, no, it's from a movie. Do you want me to show it to you? She was like totally against it. She's like, I'm never watching that clip 
I'm not watching that movie. Because the moment I do, and these are her words, that's the only way I'm going to greet you for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's probably for the best then. That's probably for the best. But I knew, even from seeing The Disaster Artist, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Um, But that's pretty funny. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) I'm just going to say James Franco did a phenomenal job in that movie from what I've seen. he, He did. He really did. I've seen clips of... Uh, Tommy Wiseau and interviews and stuff like that, and they have a lot. They have clips from the movie oh, yeah. at the end credits there, and uh, he does do a great job. Um, I need to watch the Disaster Artist. It's on my watch list right now. On it's Prime. pretty funny, and for okay. those of you listening to this podcast, this is a family friendly podcast. Um, the Disaster Artist and The Room are both very rated R movies. Yeah, so, so. so those are not necessarily ones you want to uh, watch with the children. Uh, so just throwing that out there uh, for for anyone who's curious about these movies, they are pretty. I will pretty just rated say, R. I will just say it was funny because I did watch the Cinema Sins on the room, and the total was in the billions. <laughs> so, wow, <laughs> there was some exponential rounding, uh, yeah, uh, wow, multiplying a, there, but it was really funny. Lot. That's a whole lot. <laughs> Well, without any more discussion of this, otherwise we'll be talking about this for the rest of the discussion here, we're going to jump into our main topic we wanted to talk about, and part of this is influenced by the Super Bowl being right around the corner, by just general cultural practices and, and weird things we do where we totally idolize famous athletes we idolize professional sports even college sports we idolize movie stars we idolize hollywood and all that goes on there and we're just going to talk about our opinions on that our thoughts on that even maybe some of our own experiences with that maybe uh, share with you guys kind of how we viewed celebrities and athletes and all that in the various different stages of our life and then how we view it now and Josh is is very um, highly opinionated about this, um, as he has led me to believe. But just to let you guys know, as far as where we stand, Josh, and I'll let him speak for himself more on this, is not as into professional sports or spectator sports, for that matter, as as I am, I enjoy spectator sports. I enjoy watching them on TV and things like that. But to give you guys a little bit of an example, I maybe watch three or four football games a season uh, at most. And that's, that's kind of been the practice for me since I was out of college. And then basketball, I'll watch, a, I'll watch the playoffs. And that's about it. But I follow it. I keep up with scores. I keep up with stuff like that. Baseball, I hardly ever watch whole games because they're so long. Um, but but Josh, what are, what do you do with spectator sports? Like, <clears throat> I don't normally watch any. Um, I will watch a game on TV if that's the thing that the group of friends want to do. But I almost never pay attention um and i the one thing i do enjoy when it comes to spectator sports is baseball and going to baseball games i find it very 
it's a relaxed atmosphere. It's very, I, I find the sport very technical. Um, and it's just, it's, 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 I like, I like baseball because the, these are people who, I mean, they could have been anybody. <clears throat> there, there's nothing like, like these are, it's very hard to get into major league baseball, but I'm, a lot of times these are people who they work their tails off to get to it. And they're, if you learn about their stories, they're pretty, pretty remarkable. And, and for me, when it comes to sports, I, I find very little value personally in watching sports. And we can get into that in a little bit. Um, but I do, I do respect athletes who, because they do have to put a lot of work into getting to where they are and being good at it. And um, as someone who is trying to get into shape and uh, <clears throat> I, and working out regularly, I appreciate that even more now than I did maybe a year ago before I started. Um, but... I feel that as a society and as a, even as a Christian community, we put too much stock into, uh, into sports and Hollywood and actors and athletes. And we do, it becomes an idol. And that is where my biggest rebuttal against it would be. Yeah, and to try and keep this podcast organized, I think what we'll do is we'll hit sports first, and then halfway through that, we'll jump over to Hollywood, because I do think that they're different, um, but th they're similar, but they're different, because I think different people get consumed in in the different environments. I think there's, mm -hmm. there's people who are consumed in the sports world, and then people who are kind of consumed in the Hollywood world, very few who are consumed in in both because I don't I don't think you could keep up with all of it really no. um, but uh, as far as a, with sports though to give you guys a little bit of background about us um, both of us played sports in high school um, Josh was a track athlete I I played football and ran track Josh did you do football for a year in high school not in middle school. Oh. My parents wouldn't let me do it in high school. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So so both <clears throat> of us enjoyed being part of sports teams and partaking in sports. And uh, I I do. I love sports. I think they're great. But there got there got to a point in life where I used to keep up with them all the time. And then when I got married and my wife is not as into sports, so it's it's just something that I kind of let go. It wasn't a painful thing for me. It wasn't a difficult thing for me. So I just don't keep up with it as much anymore. I'll follow the scores. I'll follow the teams I like. I don't really watch all the games. I'll look at the news stories, and, and that's kind of how I, how I keep up with it. But to let you guys know, Josh and I live in a place called Strongsville. It's part of the greater Cleveland area. And this is an environment, an atmosphere where I would say fandom, especially hardcore fandom of all of our sports can get pretty unhealthy. Now, I don't know if it's like this everywhere around the world, but for example, when I was living in Chicago and then out on the East Coast in New Jersey, 
I think that there was just so many other things about those communities that your sports team being good was a plus, but there was so many other cool things about the town of Chicago and so many other cool things about the Jersey Shore or the greater New York area that people could kind of get excited about and brag about about their towns. But we live in the northeastern Ohio area in Cleveland is a city that's changing, but there's not much to brag about about Cleveland at this point compared to major cities. It's getting there. It's coming around. It's there's, turned- a, there's a lot of really cool things and a lot of really cool history about Cleveland, and there are so many amazing things to come and see. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland's very much an, a, a, a well-rounded city, in my opinion. Um, but before the Cavaliers won that final... There weren't any good sports teams, and I think it's almost jealousy that made it a big deal around here. It could be jealousy, and it just it became such an identifying—it is such an identifying marker of a lot of Clevelanders is your fandom, hardcore fandom. I've seen people in my life have days that are ruined because their sports team lost the night before, Mm -hmm. and— that's just a little unhealthy. That's a little too much. And I think part of that, obviously, you know, two Christian guys here, I think a lot of that is, you know, those voids need to be filled by by God, first of all. But I see even Christian guys and girls who get way too into this stuff, you know, where they'll throw tantrums and get mad and, and blow up over sports games. And I think part of it, is because there is a sense of pride in your town when your team wins. And when you live in a city like Cleveland, that becomes the butt of a lot of jokes, and then your sports teams are a joke as well, it's just like gasoline on the fire, you know? Yeah, I... I, It just... I can understand why people love sports so much because it is a central thing that you can get behind and you can support together um and it's 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 an it's an identity thing it's a tribe this is i mean cleveland has the cleveland indians i mean it's the tribe but but it's it's very much people people love following sports because they they feel like they belong to a greater community and and i can respect that but my my thing is kind of going along with what Cody just said. I see people whose days, like you can't talk to them if the Browns lost that Sunday. I, I've seen people who, the nicest people in the world, get really, really nasty and start screaming at an inanimate object that's just the TV on the wall because the game isn't going the way they are. And for me, I just... Sports are sports are entertainment to me. And that's it. And I I, I people just take it too far and it to to me I never want to be at that point where the way I act is determined by what the score on the TV is. And that's what it really is. Sports is another 
avenue of the entertainment industry, especially professional sports and even college sports, really, they are entertainment. And if it's not fun or it's not enjoyable, it's way better to just turn it off and walk away and know that your life is not going to be drastically changed by it one way or the other. And that kind of goes along with one of the big, like, so I was... In middle school, high school, I was that kid that followed everything. I had to watch all the sports games. And um, and I just remember I was I was at youth group, actually. And we were talking about it. And we were talking about sports. And we had a youth leader. Um, great guy. Um, could be really rough around the edges, though. And we, we had another person with us. And he was... He is the sports fanatic. Granted, now he works part-time for Northeast Ohio sports organization, like news organization. So, like, that's his job now, and I can understand why he follows it so much. But at the time, I mean, he's in middle school, high school, and we're all talking about this. And, and the leader just looked at him and said, what value does sports tangibly have in your life? Um... If the team wins or loses on the field, how does that personally affect you? And it, the reality is, it, it doesn't. Okay, if the team, unless you're betting on the game, it doesn't. You have no financial or tangible reason or effect on your life from that game. If a player comes to comes to your town and gets signed for a multi million dollar contract, okay. How does that affect your life? It really doesn't. I mean, people can make the argument that there's an, an overall economic impact. But when it comes to dollars, it doesn't really do much for you, personally, for most people. There are people whose lives are very dependent on sports, and I understand that. And that is your industry, and that is where you are making your bread and butter to take home. Like, that, I can get that. But... For most people, sports are purely entertainment. And the this leader, he shared a, he shared a testimony about himself and how he was also that guy as an adult who had to watch he, every Sunday. He was watching he was watching football. He was watching every baseball game. He was watching every basketball game. He had to watch every sport. And and he just very clearly and very openly just told us like, guys. It was ruining his marriage. Like he, he was just like, my wife was ready to walk out the door because of my addiction to sports. And, um, and he said that he, it took him 12 years of marriage to realize that. It took him 12 years to, to realize that what was more, which, which of the two were more important, his relationship or his f- fandom? And I like I've had it where I've I've wanted to get together with family members and they will ditch me because they're gonna watch the Browns game. And and they or they'll they'll go like when when we're in family gatherings, all they want to talk about is the sports games and the sports teams in Cleveland. And and for me, I find very little value in that because it's like there's more important things in life than sports. There's more important things than what what's going on on the TV, and and if and and it's very much a distraction from that, from what's important. 
Yeah, and I think from where I come from with this as well is something I've had discussions with people about in the past is it's not really something that's talked about the the sports addiction as much as it probably should be but we will jump on the the bandwagon of you know saying oh man grown men shouldn't spend their free time playing video games those are so bad those are childish but it's like but it's okay for a grown man to spend his whole Saturday afternoon watching every single college football game. The things that as a society we allow ourselves to become okay with is kind of baffling to me. I don't think either one is right to say you spend all day playing video games or all day watching sports. Both are entertainment and meant to be fun, and there is the possibility of taking it too far, yeah. spending too much time in it. Well, and then the other, the other side of it is playing sports. Mm-hmm. Playing sports is a great thing. Okay, I will. You you learn how to work as a team. You, there's a lot of value in being on a team, or even doing individual events. Like um, I participate in CrossFit, um, which is a very individual. Um, they want to say it's a sport, but it's really just working out. Um, and you learn a lot through doing that. And there's a lot of things that you can take on lessons that you can take from doing it that apply to your everyday life. Um, but like being in youth ministry, it drives me insane when I have parents who think, who prioritize sports over church. Like you have, we have kids, well, there are kids who should be at, who in my opinion could be at youth group, but they're always doing sports and that's fine. It's, it's fun. But at some point it's like, what's the priority? Is it they're extracurriculars or is it their spiritual walk i mean here's a, a valuable tool that that you can be utilizing as a parent um that's geared directly towards your children um that's very faith faith focused and i i know a lot of a lot of people who they choose to have their kids go to sports and that's that's fine that's your decision as a parent i will respect that i might not like it sometimes um but but the reality is, I mean, what's what's the most important thing? And then don't get me started on football because I think with all the information on concussions and CET and all that garbage, kids should not be playing football anymore. Yeah, well, I think football, though, is, too, it's also a sport that's just great at, at teaching teamwork. I think it is probably the best sport at it. Because it's truly the one sport we have where everybody on your team, on your side of the ball, all 11 guys have to do their thing. Otherwise, the play doesn't work. And I think that that makes football very cool and very unique. However, that can still be accomplished in flag football in other ways to go about it. And this is coming from someone I love playing high school football. I never had any issues. I didn't know a lot of people getting concussions and all this stuff. In the high school game is a lot slower paced than the college game and the NFL game. The NFL game is so fast-paced. It is so dangerous. Um, if you are out on the, the field and you are an NFL football player, uh, you know, you are awesome, first of all. You're so good. But it's just it's become so fast and so hard-hitting that, man, you see all these concussion protocols and all this stuff. It's, it's become 
pretty dangerous and I still enjoy the game but some of these hits I see and some of these these guys going down it's just like man that is that is scary you know well the crazy thing is like I've seen I've had a couple teens at youth group who've gotten multiple concussions playing sports and they're like to the point where there is a a personality change and and I see that and I and I see the damage that is done that's long term that you might not even be able to calculate yeah overall that and not, may, might not even be aware of but I mean at the it's like you look at it and you go is this the best decision for my kids I mean and the and the crazy thing is a lot of parents especially dads who got injured in in, in football playing college or high school they're still letting their kids do it, even though they're dealing with the consequences 30 years down the road. Yeah, I still haven't really decided on what to do with my kids in football. If they want to play, I don't necessarily think if it were to happen today, I would be like, no way. But I still got some time. My boys yeah. are pretty young. Um, but I just think the body of evidence against football is just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, it is getting pretty scary. And that's something I think as parents, if you have parents and you have kids who are of sports age, do your research on on football. And, and don't just be the old school person who's like, oh, it's just a bunch of new age people freaking out. Really look at the science. Look at some of the stuff is that's coming out. I mean, the movie they made, Concussion with Will Smith and all that, they didn't just make it to be, you know, politically driven to say all these things about football. It was a way to, through the entertainment industry, get people to pay attention. And what I do want to talk about here, too, is not just how we give sports so much of our lives here in the United States. I mean, Josh and I live in a town where we live right down the street from a industrial park that has soccer fields in it that are occupied each and every day, it seems like, in, in soccer season. Full of soccer teams from all over northeastern Ohio. All over the country. And, and families spend their whole entire lives doing this. And it's not just soccer. It's not just football. It's not just any one sport, but they all do it. They all try and take your life away. Even track and field is trying to do that now, which which track I thought was the one that really, you know, it all, when I was in high school, it had like the private teams and stuff like that, but there was so much individual training you could do on your own with track. And as long as you, you got good competitive times, man, that's, that's what mattered. Um, but what I do want to talk about is not just our imbalance of how we treat sports, but also how we idolize athletes. And, you know, Josh and I, we've talked about how we grew up in Cleveland here. So we saw from the time the young man was a boy, LeBron James, uh, be a famous high school athlete to him rise up to stardom. We've we followed that. We've seen that because as a Clevelander, you can't you can't not know about LeBron James. Even if you just wanted to know nothing about sports, you have to know about this guy because he he was everywhere. And, and the crazy thing is, like, we all thought we could be him when we were kids. When yeah, we were <laughs> yeah. And, and he was. He was inspirational. And I think LeBron James, in a lot of ways, is 
kind of the best example of of someone who you want to be like because he puts a lot of time into his craft basketball but he also he knows he knows how famous he is he knows how many people watch him he knows how many people look up to him and what I've seen the guy do with his career is try to shift the focus not just on him as a basketball player but on him as a humanitarian on him as as someone who really cares about helping people and I think the best lessons you can learn from a guy like LeBron James are are those lessons you know he's great on the basketball court and he worked hard to get there but not everybody can get there LeBron James has a lot of natural ability he just so happens to also be six foot eight which not everyone can be that tall and so while not everyone can strive to be like him on the basketball court I think he even as a person would say look at look at what I do off the court look at the person I am when I'm not on the basketball court and I don't think he just does it for the cameras I don't think he just does it for attention I do think he's a genuine person he has matured a lot you know in his in his years um I I think one of the most telling things about how smart and LeBron James is though is that he he has surrounded himself with some very capable and very talented people also when it comes to just the the his agent and his friends from high school that all went to college and like not only is it just him it's these four other guys that are around him all the time and and it's it kind of exemplifies like you your friends are important and the people you surround yourself are just as important towards your success as your inherent talent. Yeah, definitely. And also, though, I think sometimes, talking about LeBron, we idolize and want to be the athlete more than we want to be the example, if that makes sense. We want to be them on the court or on the field or in their craft rather than looking at their life are they actually a respectable person are they doing the right things in their life are we pointing to the good things they're doing outside of their sport to our kids rather than just saying you know I want to be great like him on on the court or on the field or whatever um, avenue you play that sport on and I think so much as as a kid growing up we have this idea that if they wear a professional sports uniform, they're no longer normal. They, you've reached like God status if you are an American professional athlete. And I think in some ways that is, that's our fault as a society. We, we do that to professional athletes. But we also... I don't know why. I would love to know why just naturally, as young people especially, we just idolize these guys. And I think it's because they're so good at what we want to be good at. What do you think, Josh? I mean, it, it's funny because, like, right now, um, like, there are athletes that I follow. Um, and and one of the – one there's an athlete that I, I actually have a very high – viewing of not only because he's a brother in Christ 
but he's taken his his platform and use it to share about Christ. And I, um, the guy's name is Rich Froning. He's down. He lives down in Tennessee. He's probably one of the fittest people on earth. And, um, and like I will follow him, and I I absolutely respect him. And I look at him and say. I might not be able to do exactly what he does at the level that he does, but I can learn from his attitude, his work ethic, and the things that he's learning and he's sharing about his life and the sport that we both participate in. I am nowhere near his aptitude, and I know that and I understand that I will probably never in my life be able to attain what he's attained. But at the same time, it's like, that's, it, it almost, it, you kind of, people, when it comes to athletes, they look at them and they say, that's the potential I could have. And they gravitate towards that. And, um, I, and as a teenager, very much so, it's like, it's like, I could, I could do what he's doing. And the reality is, statistically, you won't. <laughs> Yeah, the statistics are totally against you. And I think part of why we think that is, especially in our younger years, we watch professional athletes and they make it look so easy. So we assume, well, with a little bit of work and a little bit of effort, I can be just like them. I can be them. And I think that one thing we also have to remember, and this can also transition into our discussion of of Hollywood, is that we live in a time where social media is is the media. Almost. It, it is almost it is. The, it is. The, prime, the primary news outlet is probably social media, probably Twitter, Facebook, Facebook all these avenues. And what we have to remember is that these athletes, these guys and girls who play a sport professionally, their opinions on life, what they say, all of those things, they could be experts in what they're saying or they could not be. Right. They are just regular human beings just like Josh and I, just like our listeners. They're regular people who even though they are famous for playing a sport, they still go to bed at night, brush their teeth in the morning, they have to eat a balanced meal, they have to they even have to go to work, right? Their sport is their job. They have to go practice, they've got to exercise, they've got to go to meetings, they've got all these media things they have to do, but we we forget that about them that they're normal people and we idolize their words their actions their practices and we think that what they say has more value than what maybe your coworker says or your neighbor next door says i think the other thing too is i'm going to i'm going to disagree with you on the normal part just because unlike everybody mostly everybody else they are their lives are so much under the microscope and um there's a lot of stress attached to that and uh, like i i used to i used to work at the airport here and because of the sports thing like the sports uh environment of cleveland 
um, we used to get a lot of people coming through that are very famous. Um, and the one person that sticks out to me is Shaquille O'Neal. I've met him a couple times coming through this, the airport. And I f- every time I met him, I felt, I felt for him. Because he could not take four steps without some random person walking up to him with a smartphone asking for a selfie. That's true. And he's huge, so you can't miss him. <laughs> he is a... That's the other thing. He's impressively built, and he's very... Like, he towers over everyone. You don't... You can't tell on TV. But when you see him in real life, I'm six foot two. I felt like a midget. Uh, I can't say that. Can I? I well, felt, uh, <laughs> you felt very small. I felt very, very small. small. And... um, and But I felt for him because, like... He's just, he's trying to catch a flight. He's trying to go home. (laughs) And here, 15 people at a time. Mr. O'Neill, can I take a picture with you? Mr. O'Neill, can I get an autograph? And you you feel for him. Um, Because that adds a lot of stress. And I, and we, we are so comfortable with, I mean, we're very much anonymous to most people. That we we don't realize how stressful that when you take the anonymity away, your life can get. And you hear it a lot from them. So I feel for them. And that's the reason why I won't say that they're normal. Yeah, and I I agree with you on that. I, I was thinking more from the perspective of they have all the normal human needs that everybody else has. Can I share a story, though? Yeah. About that? Um, So I was watching an interview. It was Kobe Bryant. And I can't remember what talk show he was on. But talk about normal. His daughter's playing basketball now. And he talks about how, like, after a game, she had, like, a couple, tech, like, technique thing, issues that she was going on. And her coach wasn't really helping him. And the black mama went up to his teenage daughter and said, hey, honey, like, you know, if you change this. She looked at him and said, dad, don't tell me what to do. The coach knows what to do. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. They're normal people. They deal with the same things most parents and most people deal with. Yeah, and and I think what what we have to remember is I don't think that I think in some ways. Let me get my train of thought here going. I kind of stumbled there a little bit. Um, I think in some ways their their words. Their words definitely have more weight because of who they are. They have more weight. And that's because we as a society give their words more weight. Now, I think we as normal people have to look at what they say, what they tweet, what they post, what they share, what they have opinions about are coming from just a normal train of thought. Now, they are experts in their fields. They are experts in the field of sports. And they know a lot about the things that they love as well, just like anybody else. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that they they know more because they're famous. And I think that that's sometimes what we do, right? Because so-and-so does this or wears this, I have to wear it or I have to do it. And that's not necessarily too, true. It doesn't make you like them if you do what they do or wear what they wear. And I think sometimes we we do that. And what I would like to do now is we've talked about sports, and I think sports have a huge impact on our society. 
But I also think what has a huge impact on our society is Hollywood, the the movie business, the the television business, the the actors and actresses and celebrities. Those have a huge influence on society, and have probably had a bigger influence on society for a longer time than sports athletes, because Hollywood's been more mainstream than sports for a longer time. I would say because Hollywood's been a thing since like the 30s and 40s. Whereas, yeah, you got to remember, you got. Baseball and Babe Ruth and those guys. And, yeah, which um, which they were highly influential, but they also like they very much kept their opinions to themselves. Yeah, and they for, weren't at on least, TV as much. Right, right, right. I I think that that was the, that's probably the big biggest yeah. difference is they didn't have as much screen time yeah. in in the early days. I mean. I think back even in the 80s, there was something going on with the Browns where if they didn't sell out home games, they wouldn't air their games on television or something like that. I'll, I'll have to check that with my dad. He knows all about it. But I think Hollywood is extremely influential. We saw, we saw from this past election, right, the influence of celebrities, whether it be Hollywood, musicians, sports, because... It was used in campaigning strategies, right? That if this celebrity supported this candidate, then they were worth voting for. That is not a. That's not. That's not logic. If if you bought into that, that's not actually logical reasoning. And I'm not trying to be offensive, and I'm not trying to be mean, but that is not logical reasoning. I actually just heard on another podcast this week that there was a poll taken from from college students. I can't remember the college. And the question was this. It was an if it was an if then statement, right? Some flowers wither away rapidly. I'm sorry. Some flowers wither away yeah, rapidly. Roses are flowers. Therefore, some roses wither away rapidly. Is this a valid argument? The question, you know, it's it's set up to make you think, right? Well, yeah, that's a valid argument, right? Because roses are flowers. Some flowers wither away rapidly. In my experience with roses, I've seen that some of them wither away rapidly or more rapidly than others. But actually, that is not a valid argument argument that's not logical reasoning um because there are some flowers that their whole genome their whole species withers away rapidly and there's some flowers that hardly wither away at all i mean look at look at evergreens for example right they they stay green and and it takes a long time for those flower uh, i mean i guess those aren't flowers but but as as a plant um, those those don't wither away as rapidly, right? Or sometimes not even at all, perspectively. But it's it's interesting that um, we preach logic and we teach it and we teach logical reasoning, especially when it comes into regards of faith. But it needs to be applied in your everyday life as well. So, well, have you ever taken a, a logical reasoning class? From a religious perspective, yes. Okay. Have you taken it from a, like, a strictly logic perspective? Because 
I took a logic class in college. Very different than what most people think logic is because there were Venn diagrams and there were equations and it was, it's, it's, it's not as straightforward as everybody assumes. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily claiming it to be straightforward, but kind of getting back on track here, I think it just, what we do sometimes is because someone's famous, because they're on TV, because a camera is put in front of them, all of a sudden they have a higher uh, higher position in in their not higher position, but but they're just a better thinker. They know better. They know what's right because they're on camera, which isn't necessarily true. And uh, yeah. I think, I think too, like, especially when it came to this past election, there was a lot of brand association going on where you, you had these politicians who were like, they'd get this one celebrity so that when you thought of that celebrity, kind of thought about the candidate. Okay. And when you thought about the candidate, you thought about that celebrity. And it's, it's interesting because when it comes to Hollywood, it's They, they, it changes the conversation so, so, um, what's the word? Not effectively. But, but like where Hollywood goes, there goes the culture essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and Hollywood, if you look at it in a broad tense, is very much pointed in one direction. And as it's been moving in that direction, you're watching society ch- chase after it. And it might not be instantaneously, but things that are borderline acceptable start getting filtered into Hollywood, and then you watch them become more acceptable in overall society. And then talking as a Christian, you somewhat see that leak into the church culture and the church. And you see things that were unspeakable 30 years ago start becoming acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as, as Christians and as people who are commanded to not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our, li- of our minds and, and, to, to, and people who are supposed to be following after the one who created everything and is the embodiment of truth and holiness and trying and 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 try and working towards the sanctification process we the church should not look like society or hollywood and i find that it's becoming more and more prevalent and that's one of the other things that like you can't talk about sports and in Hollywood, from a Christian's perspective, unless you acknowledge that. Well, I think that there's definitely things that you can look at and yield from, whether it is a piece of entertainment, whether it is the work ethic that goes into sports. I think there are things that you can look at as um, like a, a general grace type of thing. I think you have some of that in Hollywood. I think you have some of that in sports. and But I think one thing that just gets frustrating to me, right, is, is you go through your, your news and you see these things 
said about celebrities and their lives. And some of it breaks my heart, right? Because it's like, wow, these people just can't get a break. These people just can't have a day where their names aren't smattered across the internet. Like, and it breaks my heart. But then there's other moments where it's like, man, is this really where our society is going? Where teens and and young people and we did this when we were kids right you just you follow your idols whether it's your favorite movie actor or favorite tv actor and whatever they do you do because you think this person's so cool because they're on a show you like or a movie you like and you begin to become discipled by them in a way but you never meet them and i think that's where we put ourselves in danger is allowing people to influence us so much who we never actually meet. And I'm not saying that they are bad people, but all I'm saying is for most individuals, they're not a real influence in life because you don't have face-to-face interaction. You don't have face-to-face communication. You don't even have digital communication (laughs) with that person but yet you've allowed this person to influence your life so much. You follow them. You idolize them in a way. You make them a god. And I don't think that's what a movie star or an actor even wants. You know, I don't think they want people to idolize them. And I could be wrong. I'm sure there's some out there whose egos are big enough. But I would say for the most part, uh, they got into the movies because they wanted to be a movie star because... that's kind of cool, right? It would be cool to be in a movie. I, If I was offered a role right now, I wouldn't say no. I'd be like, heck yeah, I'll be in a movie. I'd, I'd love to be in a movie, right? But I also wouldn't want people to idolize me. I wouldn't want people to make me something that I'm not. And I think probably most people think that way. Who really wants to be a god in somebody else's life? Take a massive ego. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's really what it is, is that we make sports and we make people gods and they're not for the most part physical idols that we put on shelves but i mean some some people do uh, posters and figurines and whatever but but the reality is is that we we have a tendency of we we put so much of our hope in them that we forget where our actual hope lies and I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't watch movies because I love watching movies. I like I like the stories that a lot of movies tell. I like TV shows. I like sport. I like I, I follow certain athletes. But at the end of the day, I mean, I need to reflect on what I know is truth and reflect back to who I know is in control and. I mean, if I am putting my hope and my attention on something other than Christ, then I got a problem. And I don't believe that... I believe there are a lot of people that think the same way, but I think there's a lot of other people that don't realize it. And, like, it just... I don't know. When I'm with a group of guys... And we're supposed to be like doing a Bible study. And they're 
they have to stop, pause the Bible study, check the sports score. Like, to me, like it, it saddens me because what what is the priority in your life at that point? Because that's happened to me numerous times. I've actually like I've had people. I've been in groups where we're supposed to be talking about stuff, and like they're like, "Give me a sec. Let me turn. Let me turn the TV on. I need to have the game on in the background because I need to watch it." And they're not engaged, and they're just they're staring at uh huh, uh huh. Oh, did you see that? And you're like, dude, we're we're trying to talk about something that's kind of serious here. Like, and and it's 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 what is your priority and where do you, where's your purpose? I mean, that's that's my viewpoint on it, and that's that's kind of where I stand with all of it. Um, I know people who they get very mad when a franchise doesn't turn out the way they want. I know people who get very, very, very disappointed and very depressed when, like, their team didn't win. Take take the Cavaliers in the finals. And it's I I don't see the I don't see the value in putting all my hope into that. Yeah, and I think the same thing happens with with movies, television shows, right? A story takes a turn that you didn't like. People get upset. They boycott. They don't watch. They they post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook how much they don't like it. and Or you get upset with an actor or an actress because they did something that shows that they're human. And you're like, oh, man, I'm never going to watch any of their movies again or anything like that. And I think sometimes we overreact. But I think that's also um, just a, a sign of we as a society have a craving to follow somebody we have a craving to follow somebody and we pick who we follow and what we follow and what we want to make the most important thing and a lot of times we just pick the wrong thing instead of picking what's not going to let us down we pick the things that are always going to let us down right and and i think that that's part of of why it saddens me that we idolize anything and I've been there, you know, I've been there, sometimes it's been with sports, sometimes it's been with movies, other times it's been with hobbies, like I've, I've taken my hobbies way too far so many times to where it's like, oh my goodness, I haven't connected with God, I haven't connected with my family because I've been so consumed in this thing that's an extracurricular, and it's all that I've made important, and we're all, we all fall prey to it, the, the thing is, is with sports and Hollywood especially, it's marketed at you as if it's totally normal. And it's really not. And I don't think it's a problem as much with full-grown adults, the idolization aspect of it, as, as it is with younger people. But I think the life consumption of allowing it to take up all of our times happens to all ages. Yeah, and and I... Trying to trying to figure out how to phrase this. Good, forget about it. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, I think for us, we have talked about this as long as as I have a- any time for. I mean, any thought for. So uh, we'll kind of end here with some closing random stuff. Josh, I watched last night. 
Ant-Man and the Wasp for the first time, and I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was as funny as the first one. I thought the first one was pretty funny. Uh, this one wasn't as funny, but I thought the story was decent. I thought that it it handled Infinity War's ending in an interesting way, and it's just kind of a funny take on it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing where those movies go. And uh, something I'm just really curious about with that franchise is how many more movies they're going to make under the Ant-Man actual franchise or if he's going to just become a, a supporting character in all the other movies. I'm not, I'm not sure. Not that, I, not that I don't think there should be any, but I'm just curious how much, how much more source material there is really to take ant-man and the wasp and make even one more movie uh, what do you think on that i think just i think that kind of goes along with the entire mcu like we have a lot of actors and actresses who are stepping away from the roles and then a lot more that are coming out and like and marvel is announcing and it's going to be interesting to see what the next phase of the mcu brings about um because once once Endgame comes out, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be the end of the game for a lot of a lot of our favorite characters. So, um, you know what I would really enjoy them doing? Secret Wars. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, I think it's way too much for what they're doing. Secret Wars is a confusing story, in my personal opinion. Yeah, but I mean it was it's a lot of fun. It is. So, yeah. I mean and they're introducing the scrolls, which br- opens the door, so to say. So so to speak. But um I I don't know. I just Ant-Man and the Wasp, I did not see, so I can't comment on that. Um but I do like I like the character. I like him in the movies. I think it's Oh yeah, he's hilarious. So so we'll see. We'll see. Any randoms from you, Josh? Um, no. No? No. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, nothing. Just a, another random from me, man. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. I drew a picture for the first time yes, today. Yes, you did. You did. And it's really good. I was surprised that I can I can still sketch okay. Granted, it's a like a Dragon Ball Z character that I made for my kids, and those aren't extremely tough to draw. But I was impressed, man. It I, is impressed. I really like your shadowing. I, well, I just I looked at a picture okay. and and I kind of okay. went with the picture, but okay. but I just I was impressed. It's been a long time since I've picked up a pencil and sketch, and it's interesting how something like that never really leaves you. You, you just kind of pick it up and you start going like you always have. Uh, it took a little bit longer than it would have back when I was a teenager doing this type of stuff all the time. But uh, uh, that's just one thing I'll say, guys. Uh, if if you don't have a hobby that's some type of creative outlet, even if you don't consider yourself a creative person, try and find something where maybe it's it's sketching or writing or crafting or building or, or woodwork photography. or photography. Okay. And... And just enjoy creating because I think it gives us a side, it shows us a side of our humanity that taps us into 
God's creative side. God created this whole world we live in, and it's pretty marvelous. And, and so I, I think to kind of take part in creative activities is like, wow, this is this is really fun. Now, I didn't create this drawing from, from scratch, but I got to partake in, in just repeating it, and, and I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, it it was kind of a a nice a nice way to relax and doodle and do something. So I'll just say if you guys don't have a creative hobby, try and consider getting into one. It's it's highly highly therapeutic. Yeah. So with that, guys, those are kind of our closing thoughts as we end the after Sunday discussion our third episode doing this we just want to say thank you for each and every person who listened and if you want to check out anything else that josh and i put out we have a blog and we have another podcast all about ministry called raking coals you can find those at e43collective.com we are the e43 collective and you can find all of our stuff at e43collective.com as well as there's contact forms out there if there's anything you want us to talk about on the after sunday discussion Feel free to send us suggestions and topic ideas. We would love to hear that from you guys. Also, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you just want to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you and see what you guys think. Hopefully, you guys have a fantastic week, and we look forward to connecting with you next week on the After Sunday Discussion. Have a great week, everybody.